I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Here we are with episode 98, How to Get Laid Off. Okay, so the title of this episode is definitely meant to be tongue-in-cheek. I know that being laid off can come with serious economic and emotional hardships for many people. But this is what's happening in our time. According to a recent CNBC story, in the past year, over 70,000 employees have been laid off from the likes of Microsoft, Amazon, Twitter, Google's parent company Alphabet, Instagram and Facebook's parent company Meta, Pinterest, Match, Goldman Sachs, Thomson Reuters, Salesforce, AT&T, Lyft, FedEx, Stripe, Shopify, Netflix, Snap, and Tesla. That's a big list. And that's not even all of them. In this episode, I want to share some ideas about getting laid off. If you're among the affected, you will get some mindset coaching as well as some practical tips. I also want to share some ideas about if you are a person who needs to lay others off, how to do it with the utmost respect and humility. We've seen some examples of this going horribly wrong lately. We've also seen a few examples that were handled pretty well. And I want to start by talking about this massive wave of layoffs that have been making headlines for the past couple of months and why you don't need to panic, especially if you're not in the tech sector. And even if you are, no need to panic. Let's take a quick look at how we got here. The COVID-19 pandemic, of course, had a profound impact on many aspects of our lives, including the economy. And while many industries struggled to survive, the tech industry experienced unprecedented growth during this time. So this raises the question, why did tech companies grow so fast during the pandemic? Well, one reason for the growth was the increased demand for technology and online services. With a sudden shift to remote work and online learning, there was a significant increase in demand for services and products such as laptops, smartphones, and internet services. For example, the demand for video conferencing services such as Zoom increased significantly, leading to massive growth in the company's value, at least in the short term. Now, over time, that has course corrected and gone back to about the same value it was prior to the start of the pandemic. But that's a little bit besides the point. All of this, in turn, drove the growth of tech companies that produce and provide these products and services. Another factor contributing to this massive growth was the rapid digitization of many industries. As a result of the pandemic, many businesses were forced to shift to online operations, leading to an increased demand for digital solutions such as e-commerce platforms and cloud-based software and cybersecurity services. Many, many businesses had to temporarily close due to COVID-19, with the main reasons being reductions in demand and employee health concerns, of course. And this created opportunities for tech companies to provide these solutions and grow their businesses. And that created plenty of new jobs. In addition, the pandemic also accelerated the trend of digital transformation, which involves the integration of technology into literally all aspects of a business. 
This has resulted in increased investment in tech companies as businesses look to modernize their operations and improve their competitiveness in the digital economy. And the social media companies grew too, for many of those same reasons, and also to meet increased demand, both as a way to stay connected to those we couldn't physically be near during the pandemic, as well as a way to pass the time during lockdown, social media went up drastically during the pandemic. A research report sponsored by the University of Connecticut showed that 70% of people reported an increase in their social media usage during the first wave of the pandemic in 2020. And during the second wave in 2021, 89% of the people said that their social media usage had increased or stayed the same as during the first wave. So those companies legitimately needed more staff to handle the demand they were facing. But recently, the tide started to turn. As I mentioned at the top of the show, more than 70,000 tech workers have been laid off during the past 12 months. One of the very same reasons that led to the rapid expansion of tech at the start of the pandemic is a primary reason for the recent layoffs, the pandemic itself. Now that the pandemic has turned endemic and people are by and large going about their business as usual, even if the usual isn't exactly the same as it was prior to the pandemic, People are back in retail establishments and restaurants and on airplanes and in convention centers and hotels in large numbers again. As society resumes many of its usual paces, the need for creating new digital equivalents is falling off, and the work to sustain any new digital equivalents that were created has become more streamlined and efficient, requiring less research and development and less maintenance work. Another factor contributing to layoffs in the tech industry in particular is the changing nature of the industry itself. With new technologies and business models emerging constantly, companies must adapt quickly to stay competitive. We saw this in force during the pandemic, and now the need for rapid reinvention in many of those categories is significantly diminished. Swift transformation occurred in so many tech companies and on the tech side of financial services and in so many other industries. And once that transformation to a new world order was complete, Well, there just wasn't anything else to transform, at least not right now. And organizations, as a result, were overstaffed. So that's what happened. Now, what if it happened to you? Being laid off does not have the stigma that it once did. And I'm going to say that if you haven't been laid off yet in your career, you're either A, young, (laughs) don't worry, your time will come, (laughs) or B, you're not taking enough risks to be laid off. And if that's you, B, you're not taking enough risks to be laid off, and you're a highly risk-averse person, no worries. You want a stable job with a few bumps in the road, and there's nothing wrong with that. But many people like the excitement of risk, and they like working on the edge of something new, and that's going to come with the possibility of getting laid off. The product idea could fail. The launch could go horribly wrong. The funding could get yanked before you get to market. A competitor could make it to market before you. Or just like what happened in tech, companies grew quickly in the face of changing economic and social conditions, and then those conditions changed again, and those same companies reacted again, only this time with contraction of jobs rather than expansion of jobs. So that's what happened. And if it happened to you, again, it's okay. And ask around. Many people have a layoff story, or three. When I was working for a large corporation and I was raring to start my own business, I actually asked to be laid off. How nice would it be to leave to become an entrepreneur with a severance package? Unfortunately for me at the time, 
The vice president that I reported to wasn't interested in losing a director level position, which is what I was in. If I was laid off, that role would be permanently cut from his team and his budget. Now, some months later, when layoffs were happening in the organization, it made for an easy decision for him to put me on the list. He knew I was already willing. If you want to be laid off and you're in an industry sector that's being impacted right now, ask. If they've got somebody who's willing to go, it makes for a much easier decision. So if you want to be laid off, ask. Now, some of you probably don't, and that's okay. If you have been laid off, be wary of the advice people give. Some people will tell you that being laid off was the best thing that ever happened to them. And they may be right. But if you are still reeling from the sting of a layoff, you don't have to listen to them. You can simply acknowledge, you know what? I got it. I'm glad it went that way for you. I'm still in the thick of it. I'll give your experience more thought once I've processed my own experience. (laughs) It's a nice diplomatic way of saying, I'm not really interested in your advice right now or what happened to you. And that's okay. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. So what to do if you have been laid off? Well, let me start with a couple of things not to do if you have recently been laid off. Don't trash talk your former company on LinkedIn or any other social media platform. Also, don't trash talk them in restaurants, coffee shops, shopping malls, airports, bus stations, anywhere that you might be overheard. If I'm a recruiter or a hiring manager and I see that you're talking smack about your former company, I am definitely not going to put you on my shortlist or invite you for an interview. Hard pass. I am going to steer clear. A couple of things to do. Do post on LinkedIn and other social media platforms that you were impacted by recent layoffs. Add the hashtag open to work icon to your profile picture on LinkedIn. Take some time to grieve if you need to, or don't if you don't need to. If you got a severance package that gives you a little breathing room, take that breathing room. Take some time to get clear on what you want to do next and who you want to do it for. The job market is still extremely competitive. And if you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you'll know that I've got some pretty serious data to back up my claim that the worker shortage is here to stay. Now, every industry is different. I do acknowledge that. Some industries are going to have way more opportunities at a time like this than others. Now, I've seen this and maybe you have too. People being vulnerable on LinkedIn. Professional, of course, but sharing their love for the company that laid them off and how they're sad to have been let go from a job that they loved with colleagues that they loved. I've also seen humor. One contact of mine shared that Google was funding his sabbatical, a sabbatical that started unexpectedly the previous day due to his layoff 
from Google (laughs) and that he was extremely grateful for it. Clearly, he got a severance package. And this was completely authentic and true to who he is. And he does love a good sabbatical. So it was fun to see him playing with his layoff in that way. Do whatever feels natural for you, but do let people know. Don't hide it. It's okay to talk about it in neutral terms. Now, if you're on the other side of the desk and you have to lay people off, please do it better than Twitter. In early November 2022, 7,500 Twitter employees received an email that read, quote, if your employment is impacted, you will receive a notification with next steps via your personal email, end quote. Yikes, how impersonal is that? Do better, Twitter. Reminds me of a friend of mine who showed up at work one day and found that the building of the startup where he worked was locked up tight on a Monday morning. A note on the door listed all of the employees' names and that the times they were to return to the be let back into the building to find out if they had a job or not. Now, this was a tech startup with a couple hundred people working for it and not very seasoned senior leadership. But that's no excuse. Seriously, people, there are far better ways to handle this kind of sensitive communication. Be straight with your employees. They're grown-ups. They can handle it. They understand that it's a business decision. Treat them with the dignity and maturity that they deserve. Have a face-to-face conversation or a video conference or a phone call if the employee is not co-located. Should be a conversation with the employee, the manager, and a member of the human resource staff. If an entire team is being cut, you can do this at scale with the whole team. If you need help figuring out how to handle it, I'm not kidding when I say, call me up and I will step you through it in much greater detail. And be straight with those who are left behind as well. In my estimation, Google got this one right as it laid off 12,000 people recently. Their CEO, Sundar Pichai, sent a lengthy and thoughtful email to employees explaining the state of affairs. It began, quote, Googlers, I have some difficult news to share. We've decided to reduce our workforce by approximately 12,000 roles. We've already sent a separate email to employees in the United States who are affected. In other countries, this process will take longer due to local laws and practices. This will mean saying goodbye to some incredibly talented people we worked hard to hire and have loved working with. I'm deeply sorry for that. The fact that these changes will impact the lives of Googlers weighs heavily on me and I take full responsibility for the decisions that have led us here. The letter goes on at some length, but what I like about the letter is the level of responsibility that Pachai takes for the situation. He's not blaming the economy or the pandemic or any other external forces. He's acknowledging the business decisions that the company made under his leadership, essentially his decisions, and owning them. So yeah, that's a significant step in the right direction. Now, before we leave this topic, I want to remind people that layoffs don't only happen in tech. They can happen in any industry. What's happening now in tech is simply a course correction from a very big burst of growth. And there's a good business lesson in that for the future, the future of tech or the future of any industry. When massive growth occurs, it will not go on indefinitely. When you're in the midst of massive growth, you are probably going to take some risks. And those risks are going to be accompanied by course correction at least at some point. If you never need to course correct, you are probably not taking enough risk. Just like individuals, if you're not subjecting yourself to the occasional layoff, 
you might just not be taking enough risk in your career. And I'll leave you with a final reminder not to panic if you have been laid off. I won't offer any platitudes about how it might just be the best thing that ever happened to you. It might be, or it might not be. I have no way of knowing your personal situation. But what I do know is that the job market needs you right now. Unemployment remains at historic or near historic record lows. There are more jobs available than there are people to fill them. I do hope that you and the right one of those jobs find each other in the timeline that you're hoping for. That is my wish for you. If you're enjoying this content and you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and knock that little bell so that you get notified every time there's a new episode out. I'm also starting to make some other videos there too. So even if you listen on a podcast player, you'll want to head over to YouTube and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Wherever you're listening or watching, please leave me a review. It helps other listeners find me and it just plain old makes me feel good. Until next time, my friends, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.